questions, you join me today. I know you need my mini course, Four Steps to Get Out of Your Own Damn Way, the essential guide for women on a big-ass mission. It provides the no-nonsense basics that allow you to remove the obstacles keeping you from reaching your entrepreneurial greatness. I'm giving this to you now, no strings attached. Just go to creelan.com and click the button to get your copy. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N.com. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, hosted by Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer of Creelan.com. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, embraced their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer. Today, I welcome Lucy McMonagle to the show, and I'm super excited. We were just talking pre-show. She is actually like a hop, skip, and a jump from where I'm at. She's in Glendale, Arizona. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. So this is only the second time I think I've had someone from Arizona on the show. So I'm so excited <laughs> to find someone in my own community to share with you. And um, before I bring her on, though, I just want to share a little bit more about her. Lucy grew up in a poverty-stricken life filled with tragedy, and she finally took a stand to reclaim her own personal power. Despite all odds, Lucy has risen to become a top influencer as an abundance breakthrough coach and speaker while creating her life by design. Lucy empowers creative women, entrepreneurs, how to become victorious over adverse life circumstances to ones that are fueled with personal empowerment. Bottom line is women gain more money, more freedom, and more joy in their lives. So welcome, Lucy, from Glendale. Thank you so kindly. I really appreciate you having me on the show. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm just thrilled that we live so close together and that we get to chat. Um, it's, It's so interesting how that works. You know, I'm so used to interviewing people from all over the place. Um, but it's so nice to connect with people who are just so close by, too. So I'm so excited to, to have you a part of the show. Thank you. I'm really excited, too, and, and I'm really excited to empower the audience so that they can eliminate some of their fear and be able to get out of their own way. Perfect. We love getting out of our own way around here, if you didn't know that. So... Um, how about we dive in, and how about you share with the audience a little bit more about yourself and how you learned to get out of your own damn way? So a little bit about me is I came from a poverty-stricken lifestyle when I grew up, and I've gone to numerous different high schools, numerous different grade schools, and a lot of that taught me how to become more flexible in my thinking, more flexible in my abilities, but it also taught me that money's hard to find, that it's difficult to get ahead in life, that um, women should be, and, and, and hopefully nobody will be offended by what, what I grew up with, women should be barefoot and pregnant. That was what I grew up with, and it was not something that I was willing to accept as my reality. And so one of the the things that I had to do was I had to honestly look at myself and go against the norm from where I grew up in. And that took a lot of courage to move out of that area where I could move to an area that was a little bit more 
free thinking and actually allowed women to have careers and have jobs and and live a, a self-sufficient life without having to depend on a male. Mm-hmm. So those were some of the main things that I had to do is, is to have the courage to know what I wanted and to go for it. But I still had a lot of mental issues on mindset, not mental issues as as I was a basket case, but mental issues as in my mindset, my belief systems about myself, my belief systems about how the world works, and the belief systems that I, I created from my parents and from growing up so impoverished. So really having to be honest with myself was the very first step that I took to get out of my own way is being honest, is this belief system mine? Does this belong to me? Mm-hmm. Is this something that I want to perpetuate for myself, my children, and my future? And when I started taking an honest look at myself, the first thing I started doing was, well, I started beating myself up. <laughs> because oh, I wasn't where I wanted Lucy, to be. I totally relate to that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I had to learn how to stop doing that and instead of beating myself up and and belittling myself, I had to really look at the little tiny baby steps that I was taking towards breaking through those barriers because in reality, every single one of us is an A-plus student. I mean, we are triple A's. We learned our heritage so well, we've learned our roles so well that we almost do it automatically. And a lot of people, sometimes they don't even remember driving from home to work because it's so automatic. And that's what a lot of the mindset issues that that we grow up with become. They become an automatic part of us, which makes us get in our own way. It sure does, and I'm just going to stop you there because I can totally relate to this um, personally as well. Um, My audience knows my story coming from a a very difficult childhood as well, and it is. It's it's so automatic, these belief systems, these thought patterns that that we adopt from our family, and then also we learn to survive our family and our upbringing. Um, that we forget, like you said, you know, you just, you drive somewhere and you forget that you drove there just because we are on autopilot. And it, this is the first step. I totally agree with that. The first step, we really have to bring those patterns to the forefront and to our consciousness so that we are able to um, acknowledge them, be aware of them, because you're, you cannot change what you don't know needs to be changed. Exactly, exactly. And I actually have um, a special tool that I developed personally to help me find those hidden patterns. And I would like to share that with your audience if you would be willing. I'd love it. Yes, share, please. So one of the main things that I did was this was before the cell phone time period. So I took an index card because it was small. It was easy to put in my wallet. And I made four columns, which basically means I put three lines on the index card. On the very top of the card, I put the date. 
And then I would put in the four columns positive, negative, happy, sad. And I would carry this card with me, and I would just make little tally marks. And for for the first seven days, I would just put a tally mark on my thoughts. What was I thinking? And was it enough to actually put a tally mark on on my form? And most of them were pretty fast. They were slippery little things. They were like, <laughs> they are. <laughs> and having all these thoughts, and they were they were going really, really fast. So I had to really start paying attention to the ones that I could catch. Mm-hmm. And I discovered after doing that for the full week, I had to have several cards just for the negative column or the sad column. And I was like, wow, wow, that explained so much that just having the, the, the awareness that most of my thoughts made me feel sad or was negative derived. So the second week, I decided to, instead of like letting these thoughts just run rampant on me, I started to consciously work at how do I change this thought into something more positive. So I would just focus on when I catch a thought, I would say the exact opposite. And then I could mark, I caught one and I could put that in the positive because I intentionally neutralized the negative thought with a positive thought. And by the third week, I was able to really start catching more of it, more of the negative thoughts and more of the sad thoughts. And I was able to start putting it towards the positive and the negative. By the end of the first month, I discovered that there's a little spot in between your eyebrows, and it's right kind of like a little below your eyebrows, but not quite where the third eye is. And if I just gently touch that, I could eject the thought. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. I can just touch my little forehead, and the negative thought pops out, and I can replace it with a positive thought. So I created a gap, a space in my mind, so that I could start going from most of the negative thoughts, most of the sad thoughts, most of the things that made me feel angry or depressed or frustrated, to start developing my life on my own and choosing to be more positive, choosing to have more happiness. And when I started to really get this down pat, this completely changed my life. My world started to move. People that used to bring me drama and trauma and frustration, they started sliding out of my life. And then people who were happier and more joyful and more positive, they started coming in my life. And I was like, wow. It was it was watching my world start changing right before my eyes in a tangible way. And I also started making more money <laughs> because nice. I had a more pleasant disposition. <laughs> and that was the beginning of really starting to stop beating myself up transmuting, getting in my own way because I didn't even know what was getting in my way. I just thought bad luck runs in threes. If I didn't have bad luck, I didn't have any luck at all. You know, things that I grew up with, and these are the Mm -hmm. things that I was catching, and I'm like, wow. And then you can 
go a little bit deeper and, and ask yourself, where did this come from? Is this my thought? Is this my belief? Or does this belong to somebody else? And I was amazed at some of the answers I got. It just it really, <laughs> yeah. really amazed me because almost all of the negative thoughts, all of the sad thoughts I got were not from me. I picked them uh-huh. up from somebody else. And then I was able to have a choice. So when you have a choice in your life, you have more personal empowerment. When you have more personal empowerment, it naturally leads to taking the steps towards what you desire rather than being like a little rag doll being tossed around in this world, feeling like you're at the mercy of whatever's going to come up next. Yeah, I love that. It's like that consciousness through that activity of just really catching those thoughts. That That is so powerful to be able to monitor what's going on because I remember actually doing this type of an activity in a workshop one time. They told us to do that, to monitor our thoughts on our lunch break. And we were supposed to carry around something and then just, I think it was the same type of thing, do a tally. And I remember having a lot of tallies <laughs> when I was catching negative thoughts and then people came back from lunch and I apparently had the most negative thoughts of anyone. This was a really long time ago, but it could have been yesterday. I mean, because we all go through that, right? And it's being um, really conscious of it. And I thought, well, why am I the only and, – and then I realized what – it didn't take me too long to realize because I was already in the healing professions at that time. I was like – People aren't conscious. They're not conscious unless you really, really focus because it is, it's amazing how many negative thoughts can come into our world without us even realizing it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and really the, the, the sad thing is, is first there's thought, then there's word, and then there's action. So if you're not conscious of what your thoughts are, you're not necessarily conscious of your words, and then you take actions that self-sabotage you. Mm-hmm. But when you it have the true. empowerment, yes, mm-hmm. yes, I know. I, I've, 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 <laughs> I, 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 I have an A plus in that area. You do. <laughs> Actually, I have a PhD. You have a PhD. Awesome. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll call you Dr. Lucy. <laughs> yes, Dr. Lucy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But um, that that's really the difficult times that you have is, is when you're not aware. And mm-hmm. I, I really feel that, for me, it's completely changed my life. It's changed my world. And it's basically the foundation of some of what I empower women and individuals with is, is really what's going on. What 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 are you perpetrating or creating that you're aware of and that you're not aware of? And taking little steps like just becoming more aware takes back pieces of your soul, takes back pieces of your empowerment. Mm-hmm. It, it's and very true. I I have a question for you. Um, absolutely. Just about how with the activity that yours was talking about, because you had said that you found that placing your your fingers on up 
part of your face, right, up, you know, between the brow, would mm-hmm. help kind of eject those thoughts. Are you are you familiar with EFT? Have you done that? Um, I have done EFT. Um, this is something that I learned well before EFT was even popular. And uh-huh. it's not it's not an, an EFT site. You don't tap there on the e, that's not a site okay. that you tap on. That was my question. Yeah, that was my question. Okay. But so is you it can above that. It's it's actually a little. It's at the very top of the bridge of your nose. And okay, between I'm your eyes right now. <laughs> right. So you just touch it very very lightly, and then you just uh-huh. as if let's say you had to like a magic wand and that your fingers the magic wand and you're pulling stuff out. So you just touch it lightly and then you just pull out those negative thoughts. And you can just say eject, you can say cancel clear, you can say get out of my head and just anything that comes to you so that you can let that go so you can choose something more empowering. And it's to help just to slow down your mind enough so that you can start being able to catch your thoughts. Uh-huh. And once you're able to catch your thoughts and you can start eventually slowing down your mind enough where you can choose to think when you want to think rather than having your mind all over the place and having it on autopilot. It's a muscle like any other muscle and most of us are not taught on how to train the muscle or use the muscle. And so it's it's overactive, and with the information overload that we have these days with cell phones, computers, video games, television, radio, airwaves, you've got all of this stuff coming in, and we are we're very sensitive, in one sense that we're we're kind of aware. If you sit down and you really pay attention and you start listening, when you live in a city you'll notice that it's really not quiet in a city. Mm-hmm. But most of us, we block all of that out, which makes our mind think really fast, fast, fast. And then we can't really catch when we're sabotaging ourselves. So another part is is once you're able to start slowing down your thoughts, throwing down your negative thoughts, and you replace them, then you start waking up and asking yourself, what are the three baby steps that I can take today that will move me more towards my dream? Mm-hmm. And if you haven't figured out what your dream is, what are what is the the three things that I would like to work towards? Even if it's just really, really tiny things, you can make them really large and have a long-term plan. But usually starting out with something really small and easy to obtain will bring you to self-gratification when you reach them. You'll start Mm -hmm. feeling more confident about yourself. And then you can start creating goals that are bigger and bigger as you start building this muscle. Yes. I love that muscle analogy. It's so important because I think people get stuck when they're starting to make changes because it is it, it's it's different. I, I almost wanted to say it's hard, but it's just it's different because it, it you're right, it's like a muscle that you either haven't used ever or for a really long time and it takes time and repetition and consistency 
to build fat muscle strength so that it's not as challenging, it's not as hard. It's, and and I think people get frustrated very easily when they're first on that journey of change because because most of the time when we're ready to change, we're kind of excited about it. And especially if we're working towards a goal that is really meaningful to us, it, you know, it lights us on fire. But then we come up against like, oh, my gosh, this isn't as easy as I thought it would be. And then I see a lot of people back off from it because they're like, oh, it, mu- it must not be meant to be because it's hard. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is just different because, you know, if you've been practicing, this is kind of what I tell clients is that, if it took you 30, 40, 50, 60 years of thinking this way to be at this place, it's not you're not going to overnight suddenly be to exactly the opposite end of that spectrum. It's and, and it, but it also won't take 30, 40, 50, 60 years. I mean, certainly won't if you bring that consciousness, that awareness to it, and and like you said, you learn to exercise that muscle. Yes. Exactly. And and it does go a lot quicker than we think when we look back on things. And being able to be consistent is really the key. And being a lot of people start using the word mindfulness. Mindfulness can be kind of a scary word if you're not exactly sure what it means or if you think you have to be a Buddhist monk where you have to be mindful of every single thought, every single breath, every single moment, that might be a little overwhelming. So just really do the best that you can and track all of the progress you make and look at the the progress you make. And if you slip up, forgive easy and quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's important too. Because yeah, I, I, I see a lot of people a lot of women um, really beating themselves up when things don't go the way they expect or that they hope. And it becomes a, or it can become a, well, that it kind of a reflection on me, you know, kind of a thing. And, and it's, I think we all do it to some extent. But the more you practice this replacement of negative thoughts, and I love that you said that because I, I hear a lot of people talking about just getting rid of negative thoughts or getting rid of the things you don't want, but but we have to replace it with something else. We can't because otherwise we're going to have a void. So we always yes. have to re- replace an ineffective coping skill with an effective coping skill. <laughs> so we kind of have mm-hmm. to do those things simultaneously um, in order for to create lasting change. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I love how you're talking about this. That forgiveness piece is super, super important. Yes, it's extremely important. And and really understanding that we have been so well trained and we have been so well um, accepting of of other people's beliefs, other people's thoughts, other people's feelings, especially when we grew up and we were children. And, you know, be easy and gentle on yourself. And sometimes you can make that your your own song or you can find that song on YouTube, uh, Gentle With Myself. And start focusing on what can I do to be gentle on myself but still get the options that I want. And that's really 
a way that we can move forward, but focusing on what you need. And another thing that that I discovered is sometimes when things are falling apart in my life and in my world, they're actually falling in place. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of individuals, a lot of women entrepreneurs are like, oh, things have to be this way and it only can be this way. And But that closes yourself off to all of the benefits of the universe and all of the benefits that can truly make your life better. That is so true. I've just experienced something like that um, fairly recently in my business where I was, like, trying to make something work, like a round hole, square peg kind of deal. And... um, and it's something that I was so excited about, but every time I went to work on this project, it just my my thoughts were getting muddled. It, it just wasn't clicking, and you know, and I was really really married to that idea. Um, it took me a couple months to get to get over that, <laughs> but then something else came along, which is a much better fit for where I'm at and where my tribe is at. And so I was able to switch things around, and then all of a sudden it was like everything was flowing. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and I think we get – we you're right. We get stuck in this. It has to be this way. Um, and, and and it's always good to question that. Like if, if – because here's, here's the thing is that life isn't supposed to be hard. Life is supposed to – be a journey it's supposed to be an experience and we can make it hard by resisting what is happening and by having expectations and having rigidity about the expectations and just not allowing things to happen as they are supposed to happen exactly exactly So I know you were talking about three steps, and I've been kind of interjecting here and there. So are you, have you gone through your three steps? And if you have, if you can just kind of just highlight those again, because w- I've been writing a lot, but I've been talking a lot too. <laughs> Absolutely. So the, the, the three steps that helps you get out of the way is to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. When I mean being honest with yourself, ask yourself, is this my thought? Is this somebody else's thought? Where did this come from? And do I want to keep it? Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing. If you don't want that anymore, if you don't want that situation, you have to make a decision that it, you're no longer going to tolerate that. The second step is to stop beating yourself up for not being where you want to be and start celebrating the accomplishments that you've made. Mm-hmm. And then the third step is to start taking action on three small things that you can do today that moves you closer towards what you desire. Mm, Okay. I love it. Those are nice and simple and and easy to understand and, and also can have some bumps in the execution because <laughs> and you know and I know that um you know the even just that first step being honest with ourselves it it can sometimes be really hard to decide is this my thought is this my belief 
um, or is it someone else's? Because it can be so ingrained in us. Yes, that is so true. And and let's say that it is your thought. Let's say you came up with this hypothesis because of what you've seen when you were growing up. And so it's your thought. But if you don't want it anymore, you have the choice to discard it and replace it with something that's more positive. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, so just because it is yours doesn't mean you have to keep it. You can have exactly. like a like a yard sale for the soul. <laughs> yes, you can have a yard sale for the soul. Get rid of it. <laughs> I love it. And the exactly. second point, I, I love that you brought up the celebrating because I don't think that we think of that too much or enough um, that, you know, when – when you do accomplish something or when you have done something. So in our society, there's this big push for action and striving for goals and reaching goals. But there's so many things that happen that aren't what other people can see, right? So what you're talking about is this inner game stuff, this mindset, this changing of not only your thoughts but of how you process information that comes to you. And no one else, You know, no one else can measure that but you, right? So it it can become a very difficult thing and to to go, okay, well, I'm going to celebrate having less thoughts. But it's important to celebrate just the process of being able to question those things, of being able to dare to dream that there is another way, (laughs) right? Yes. And and I love that you brought that celebration piece in because I I do, I think it's really missing in a lot of goal-setting models that I see out there. That's true. And and it does, it really misses the mark. And being multi-passionate for me and also being a little bit high achiever, (laughs) is Mm -hmm. that a good term? Yeah. Um, when When I am looking at, where I want to be, if I don't celebrate those those achievements, I, I, I might have made a huge progress all throughout the year, but at the end of the year, I'm like, oh, I didn't accomplish anything <laughs> because I'm not, I'm not looking at, oh, my gosh, um, I actually, I got this done, I got that done, and I, I had these people on my show, or I acquired this many people on my list, or or I took time out for myself. Ooh, mm-hmm. That's a big celebration piece as as a woman who gets in her own way is to really start taking time out for you without feeling guilt-ridden that you're taking yeah. time away from other people. So little tiny celebrations really keep you motivated, keep you optimistic, and it also allows you to track your progress in a way that's easy and fun rather than yeah. saying, well, you know, i got to write this down. i got to have a gratitude journal. I have to do this. I have to do that. This way you can just say, hey, what did I accomplish this week? Oh, cool. Uh-huh. Looks great. Or what did I do today that made me feel good? Maybe you smiled at, at the clerk. Maybe you said something nice. A celebration does not have to be some gigantic enormous goal that you accomplished, it could just simply be, I made somebody else feel better about themselves. Uh-huh. 
And who, oh. you know, you don't even know, but that could be a huge accomplishment in that person's eyes too. Because yeah. we sometimes don't really understand the true impact that we have on other people. That's true. We don't always understand the true impact that we have on other people. And, and I didn't realize this when I was younger until after I started becoming positive and more optimistic and encouraging of myself and other people that other people would come back to me like three, four, six months and I would say something to them and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this is what happened when I followed through with what you said. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really consider my little, hey, maybe you might consider this, blah, 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 something real simple. I didn't really consider that as advice. I just thought they asked me something. I told them what I thought. And they followed through and they had results. But it really changed their life. And for uh-huh. me, empowering other individuals so that they can take the small steps to celebrate and empower themselves and have more fun and move towards their destiny is what I enjoy doing personally. Indeed, yeah. And that's great. I, I love those stories because it. I sometimes forget because I do, you know, I do my podcast and I work with clients and students and, you know, I'm, I'm an overachiever type too, I will admit it. Um, and I can, in, in one day I can just split from one thing to the other and not think anything of it. And then someone will come back and just say like, oh my gosh, that was so profound. I'm like, really? What did I say? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I, I didn't know. Cool. Awesome. I'm so glad you got something out of that. Uh, but um, it, it's a, it's really cool. And, and you're right. I love that you don't, like, necessarily have to have this moment, uh, momentous thing to celebrate. But just celebrating, you know, the work that you are doing, just, just – I love that. I think I want to have, like, a regular celebration day or something. I don't know what that looks like yet, but I think that's that's fantabulous to have something to just be like, okay, let's let's reflect on what it is that I got done or, or just a couple things or whatever, but just to really pay attention, to put that mindfulness to that particular activity of really focusing in on, you know, what impact that you had or what um, skill that you practiced or, you know, something. I just love it. I don't know. I'm going to think on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's made a huge difference in my life when I actually, I just sit down. I usually do it on the weekend when I'm quiet and I'm not running from appointment to appointment or client to client. And I just write down just little three bullet points. What did I accomplish? What made me feel good? And what can I do? Mm-hmm. to focus on my celebrations and it's it's a real simple process sometimes i i like to light a candle and just just smile and and focus on wow wow i've really made a difference in somebody's life this week mm, nice i love it well lucy we we're a little bit over time but i want to make sure before we go that you have an opportunity to um, tell my audience how they can get in touch with you and and learn more about your work. Absolutely. So you can get in touch with me at my website at lucymcmonicle.com, 
And I'll spell that out. It's L-U-C-I-M-C-M-O-N-A-G-L-E dot com. You can go to my website. You can browse around, check to see what I have available. I have articles. I have an ETV show. I have a lot of resources for you to become empowered. And I wanted to offer a special gift that you will not find on my website, but you will find it at this link. And it's a personal meditation that I created so that you can feel more supported by the universe. It's called The Universe is for You, and it's a meditation. And you can go to tinyhero.com slash universe for, F-O-R-U, and you'll be able to download your own personal copy of the Universe Is For You meditation. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that offer. So I just want to make sure I got a tiny URL slash universe for the digit four and then you, Y-O-U. Is that right? It's universe and then the word F-O-R-U. Oh. Oh, okay. Not, I'm glad I asked. Not the digit. I wrote it down yeah, wrong. Universe, and then F-O-R-U. Got it. All right. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. Me Perfect. too. Yes. So thank you again, Lucy, so much for being a guest on the show. I Thank you for having me as a guest. I had a fabulous time, and... I'm really excited to hear from everybody who's listening and, you know, let me know what you thought about the show and please keep supporting this show and let all of us know how exactly this has changed your life so that she can provide you with all of the phenomenal shows to come. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you all for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for more episodes where people share how they've learned to get out of their own damn way. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast with Creelan Peters, the Fear Whisperer. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and leave a review on iTunes. You can also find us at creelan.com slash podcast. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash podcast. And get even more great tips on how to get out of your own damn way by taking Creelan's free quiz at creelan.com slash quiz. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash quiz. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.